הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש אשר בארץ המה. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגמן שמחה. נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today, בעזרת השם, we're going to finish off the third part of Torah 67 which we're on. Uh, starting from the word וזהו בראשית. So we just described this idea of how one who gets up at Chatzot is able to almost, in, a fa- in an essence, rebuild a temple, as what Rabbeinu said, that a person has to be very careful to wake up Chatzot, Rabbeinu tells us, because perhaps in his first incarnation, it was he who destroyed the temple, or perhaps now he's preventing the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash. So Rabbeinu speaks about the importance of waking up Chatzot, and he talked about the idea of kindling the fire, which comes from the luminaries of fire, which is what destroyed the temple, and how the mourning over the temple is actually what subdues this fire, All this very deep stuff. And we're at Vezeo Bereshit. And this um, ties perfectly into the word Bereshit. Bereshit Rosh Bait. Rabbeinu tells us, as he brings down from the Zohar Kadosh, in Tikkun HaZohar, Bereshit is a play on the word Rosh Bait. The head of the house. The head of the household. What is Bereshit? Bereshit signifies the head of the house of the entire world, meaning the person who's in charge of the world. And Rabbeinu tells us who is this person who is in charge? Who is the balabite of the entire world? It's the true tzaddik. Who is the beauty and the splendor of the entire world? And this tzaddik is the aspect of Yosef. And it says in Bereshit, chapter 42, that Yosef is the ruler. He is the one who provides. He is the provider. As Yosef was the one who provided with all of the world. He's the one who split up the grains and gave sustenance for everyone who came down to Egypt, which is the entire world at the time. Bechinat Rosh Bait. Yosef is the Rosh Bait. He's the head of the house. He's, this is the true tzaddik who represents Yosef. He is the ruler of the entire world. Because it's through him that the Beta Mikdash All the homes and all the dwelling places of the Jewish people are all sustained. It's all through the tzaddik. The true tzaddik. And once we grade in the name and we make great the name of this tzaddik, who is the head of the house, with this we open up the eyes of the Jewish people. And this is an explanation of why the Torah starts with the word Bereshit and why the Torah ends. The last word of the entire Torah Why? Bereshit hanu Rosh Bait. Bereshit is the head of the house, as we said above. It's Rosh Bait. It's the Tzadik. Bechinat Tzadik Anah. That true Tzadik that we mentioned above, who is the splendor of the beauty and the, and the beauty of the entire world. Shehu apeir shel haolam kanal. As we just said, al yado. So it's because of Bereshit. Through him, niftachin enekol Yisrael kanal. It's through him. It's in the merit of the Tzadik. It's because of his greatness when we make his name great that the eyes of the Jewish people are open and that's why there's a deep connection with the last letters of the Torah with the last word of the Torah and the first word of the Torah because it's through the Bereshit the first word of the Torah which is the Rosh Bay the Tzaddik through that the eyes of all the Jewish people are open which are the last words of the Torah and this represents the eulogy over the passing of the Tzaddik Because Bereshit is actually the eulogy for Noah. Meaning this teaching above that we just mentioned, this Torah 67, about Bereshit is this eulogy over the passing of the Tzaddik. Rabbanu is telling us that this Torah, this Torah 67, Rabbi Nathan is now 
teaching us this. That what? That what this Torah is a eulogy over the tzaddik who represents Noach. Because in this lesson we see that it's talking about this aspect of concealment. In which the, the, the pride of the Jewish people is concealed. Meaning what? When the tzaddik, who is the splendor of the entire Jewish people, it goes into concealment. When his name is made, is not made famous and he goes into concealment. That's the passing of the tzaddik. What's the real passing of the tzaddik? When he goes into concealment. We know the tzaddikim are greater in their death than in their lifetime. But the true passing of the tzaddik is not when he leaves this world physically. It's whenever... Spiritually, people are not paying attention to the tzaddik and they're not making his name green. They're not spreading the books. That's what it means to be a, to be a true concealment. And behold, when the tzaddik passes, as we just said, there is absolutely no loss by the fact that he's concealed and that he leaves this world. For if he's concealed and he leaves this world, he leaves from here, he's greater and he's more splendid up there in the world to come. It says that Noah walked with God. That this tzaddik Noah, as it says Noah is tzaddik, he's walking with Hashem, meaning even if he leaves this world, he's still with God. He's in a higher place now. But upon the generation that is orphaned, that the remaining orphan generation, once the tzaddik leaves this world, and upon the offspring of the tzaddik, meaning his children, it is a very great pity. And upon them, upon these people, who feel the loss of the tzaddik, as if lamenting, these are the, the, the descendants of Noah, or the, the generations of Noah. It's like one who, who's in this aspect of lamentation, and he says, These are the, the descendants and the children of the tzaddik, who is Noah, who left. And these are the generations, the descendants, the orphans which are left behind him. Meaning when it says, These are the generations of Noah. Meaning what it's, it's trying to tell you is that have pity on those people who really felt this closeness to the tzaddik and now the tzaddik is taken away from them. Kida, because no. All the generations are all drawn from the tzaddik. Because he is the head. He's the head of the house. He's the one who watches over the entire world. It's the tzaddik who's in charge of the world. It says in Yeshayah, who proclaims the generations from the start, from the head. And who's the rosh? The rosh is the rosh bayit, the head of the house. All the generations are drawn from this head, which is the tzaddik. Yesh. And then when there is this tzaddik that's present, who is the head of the house, then there's the aspect of the rosh, the head, and then there's the aspect of the house. And then all of us, which means the entire generation, we are all the members of the household. But when this head goes into concealment and leaves and dwindles away, 
meaning this splendor leaves this world. Which we said has the name of God associated with it. Meaning, so everything, the tzaddik leaves this world, the splendor leaves the world, the name of God leaves this world as if to say, as if we can say such a thing. Then the impure names of all those outside evil forces begin to have strength. And those rep- this is represented. And this is all because of the, the famous false leaders. All those leaders who try to pretend like they're Rabbanim, like they're true tzaddikim, like they are real, real leaders of the generation when they are only misleading people. They represent the head of the evil side, which stands opposite the head of holiness, which is a, tzaddik, a true tzaddik. The head of every street. What is Rosh Kurchuto? The head of every street. This represents the head of the evil side. These are the false leaders. This represents the names of evil, of the evil forces. Not the name of holiness, not the name of God, which is made great when the name of Tzadik is made famous. But these are the names of impurity which are given power now that these evil leaders take control. And then there's no house. And people stray about in the streets. God forbid. And this is why it's called the head of every street. Because he's concealed. And now there's no house. Meaning, what is the head of every street? This represents the concealment of the tzaddik. The concealment of the head of the house. And now that the head of the house is gone, there's no house at all. And then all the people have no place to live. They have no... They have no... They, they don't know where they are. And they stray about in the street. Meaning they have no permanent place. God forbid. And upon this it says, The hollowed, the hollowed stones have been strewn about. At the head of every street. Meaning those holy stones have been thrown and tossed into the head of the streets. The precious children of Tion, once valued as gold. And we can see the literal translation which directly, it directly ties into what we just mentioned. Meaning the holy Jewish people stray about. God forbid, at the head of every street, at the head of the street. Meaning, what is it, the head of the streets? The head of the evil side. Because why? The head of the household has now gone away. And it's gone into concealment. Then what Sadiq Amiti, meaning the truth Sadiq, has not been recognized and he's been spit upon and he's been, you know what I mean? All the stuff that caused the world to think that there, that this Sadiq is not a Sadiq or that there's no Sadiq or. Whatever it is, the tzaddik goes into concealment. And God forbid, the exact opposite, the evil side, the head of the evil side begins to take strength. And this represents the impure names of the evil forces. This represents the head of every street. And Yirmiyahu, the prophet, he would lament and he would cherish the blood of the Jewish people which had been spilled, he would share in their pain, meaning he felt them, he, he had this, he was in that, he was in it with them, and he saw the Jewish people let in chains, their hands bound behind them, the millstone on their necks, 
all this imagery brought down in the beginning. Ptichta de Echa Rabati. At the opening of this Echa uh, Rabati. I believe this uh, this Midrash on Echa. But Yirmiyahu Navi, he was with them. He he had he was empathetic. He he felt their pain. To the point where he was doing these lamentations over every single drop of blood that had been spilled from the Jewish people. All these words, the children of Tzion that were once valued like and precious as gold, the the holy stones which were poured out. All these words are all this, these emotions that Yelmiyahu Navi felt of every single um, drop of the Jewish people, a uh, drop of blood that the Jewish people um, had spilled, meaning that that has been spilled from the Jewish people in all their pain and all their suffering. And this is what it says, This is the offspring of Noah. Meaning, this is the offspring of Noah. That language, that verse, those words, or it's as if it's the lamentations upon the offspring that remains after Noah. It's almost like this kinah, this these eulogies that we're doing over the offspring that remained from Noah, who's it's, who represents the tzaddik after the tzaddik leaves this world. And this is what it says: Noah was a was was a man who was a tzaddik. Tamim Hayah, he was wholesome. Meaning that he was, Tamim Hayah, he was wholesome. But now, when he left. And behold, all the generations, they are all drawn from the Tzadik, who is the head. As we said, we proclaim the generations from the head, from the beginning. Who is the Tzadik? The Rosh Bait. These are the offspring, these are the, this is the offspring of Noah. All the toladot, all the offspring, all the generations are all drawn from Noah. Who represented Tzadik? Who's the head? We saw in the verse that we proclaim the generations from the head. All the generations stem from the Tzadik. And Rabbeinu adds this chidush. That the beauty of the etrog is also derived from this same head. And this is what it says in the verse: "Call, proclaim the generation, proclaim the generation to Merosh from the beginning, from the head." What is hadorot? Comes the word hidur, bechinat hidur etrog, meaning the splendor of the etrog. Meaning, call, kore hadorot, proclaim the hidur. The splendor, which is the, the etrog, merosh from the head, meaning that the etrog receives its splendor from the rosh, from the tzaddik. Meaning that the splendor of the etrog is also drawn from this, from this head. Then what tzaddik kanal, from this tzaddik, who is the head, he is the splendor, he is the hidur, he is the hod, he is all this beauty of the entire world. And behold, the essential splendor is the Jewish people. Because even though Cham and Yafet, Cham and Yafet are also the offspring of Noah, they were also the children of Noah. Nonetheless, the essential splendor of Noah comes from the Jewish people. And where did the Jewish people come from? From Shem. The son of Noah was named Shem. 
And this is represented. This is the aspect of what is mentioned in Baba Kama. Look at Shulchan Aruch also. That we beautify a mitzvah up to a third. The beautifying of a mitzvah is up to a third. What is this? Shlish? The third? This represents Shem. This son of Noah, Shem. He is the third of the children of Noah. And look in the Gemara Sanhedrin. Look at the Gemara Sanhedrin, page 111. This idea that the third of Noah is the third of the Shalshem, Shlishi Shalshem. This idea. And this is the essential splendor and the essential glory that we mentioned above. This is Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael is the essential splendor of the world. And the tzaddik encompasses that splendor in the most awesome fashion. And this is the aspect of Shem. Shem Daika. Not only is it Shem, the son of Noah, but Shem, literally, Shem's name is Shem, which means name. Meaning the holy name. Which represents that glory and that splendor that we said above. Which is the opposite of the names of impurity which the evil forces um, take all their strength from. We're talking about the holy name, the name of Hashem Itbarach. And understand very well how to tie all that with, all that is written in this lesson, and also in lesson sixty six. Because all of it is tied together. They're all connected. Look very deeply into it, and you'll see very well. Applicable to what we mentioned above, in the first section of this lesson, that Rachel cries over her children. This is, Rachel represents the beautiful maiden who has no eyes. Why does she have no eyes? Because her eyes are dimmed from weeping. That's Rachel who's crying. Because Rachel was beautiful in appearance, beautiful to look at. As it says in Bereshit chapter 29, she's a beautiful maiden. And therefore the essential birth of this tzaddik the main birth of this tzaddik, who's Yosef, who had beautiful appearance and was beautiful to look at, meaning that he was the splendor and the beauty of the world. He was the biggest spiritual beauty. Therefore, he stems from Rachel. Because Rachel is a beautiful maiden who has this beauty. And it's from her that the tzaddik comes from. But now in the exile, after the destruction of the temple, now Rachel is in the aspect of crying over her children. And now she's no longer a beautiful maiden, but now she's a beautiful maiden that has no eyes. Because the light of one's eyes are taken away after crying. Meaning that what? Now that the temple has been destroyed and we're in exile, the luminaries of fire have taken control. Now the luminaries of light have been subdued. And therefore, Rachel um, has no eyes, in a sense. In the Zohar Mishpatim, in this week's parasha. And with this, we can understand very well this lesson. And why it starts to speak about the subject about Rachel crying over her children. And then afterwards, afterwards it speaks about this concealment. That the tzaddik is concealed. That he's the splendor and the beauty. That Yosef goes into concealment. And we say that Yosef was beautiful. He was a tzaddik. 
Now we understand that all of this is all one idea. Because the essential birth of the tzaddik, the only way that this tzaddik is born, which we said is Yosef, who can only come from Rachel, who is that beautiful maiden who has that beauty, um, that innate beauty within her, that spiritual beauty that Mamash is able to birth such a tzaddik. And they both had this description of being beautiful in appearance. But all of it is tied together. So Bezrat Hashem, and that Rachel, she's a beautiful maiden without any eyes. The eyes, the, the no eyes represent the, the, the lack of illumination, in which means that uh, the tzaddi goes into concealment. He's not able to illuminate the Beit HaMikdash, etc., etc. All these connections are all very evident in the lesson. One who looks deep, very deeply can really find how this lesson is mamash. So, so precise. And how Rabbeinu tied all these ideas together. And there's much, 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 much more to say about this. Maybe, maybe return to this lesson and really study to apply all the advice written here to attach ourselves to the true tzaddik who is the splendor and this tzaddik reveals the splendor of the Jewish people which we have to find within ourselves so God willing that's it for today and we'll start next podcast with Torah 68